with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scally. And you're very welcome to this week's edition of Full Time with myself, Eddie Scally, on what is the start of Ryder Cup week for all us massive golf fans out there. I'm sure everybody will be glued to Whistling Straits come next weekend, which will be very, very exciting. But we're looking back on last weekend's action, and it was an action-packed weekend of hurling. We had a, li- a list of senior hurling games taking part in ki- taking place in Kilkenny yesterday. We had, of course, the Wexford County Final was played at the weekend, where the Rapparees Starlights ran out an impressive six eighteen to 117 winners against St. Anne's the Rapparees Bridge in a 43 year gap and congratulations to all the Enniscorty men on a massive win commiserations to St. Anne's but of course our feature game of the weekend on KCLR was the JJ Kavanagh and Sons senior final in Carlow contested between Mount Leinster Rangers and St. Mullins the Rangers came out with a win on 24 points to 16 points and we're going to start our show here listening back to Brendan Hennessy chatting to man of the match Chris Nolan Thank you very much Chris Nolan, congratulations. Uh, man of the match, but for me, that was a complete team performance. You did get man of the match, but you could nearly give it to your brother, John, as well. You were unbelievable. First half in particular, but what a performance from Mount Leinster Rangers. Yeah, John, brilliant performance. We know we were, we were building all year towards this. We In the group games there, we probably didn't really get going, and we had 30-minute performances and 40-minute performances and that. So today, it was just about kind of putting together a 60-minute performance, and look, we're just delighted that I played off, and your man, you wasn't too bad in the corner either. No, you are saying there, he should have given you another ball, you could have got an extra oh, one. Maybe no. you should have given him one or two as well. <laughs> Oh, I heard all about it. So I was saying, oh, I won't mention that one again. Yeah, I mentioned the word complete there, Chris. It was complete performance from Dean in the goal, some tremendous saves, yeah. but the lads as a unit played very well defensively. Held the likes of Marty and, and uh, James and the lads very quiet for St Mullins. And yet they came back at you, but you dug deeper again. Yeah, you know, in fairness to St Mullins, they're, uh, they're an unbelievable team as well. They'll never give up. They have fierce pride in the jersey down there and they'll, they'll keep fighting to the very end. So I know, don't know what by eight or nine points, but it wasn't as easy as that out there. That was a very, very tough, tough game of hurling out there. And well, all don't, don't go too far. We come to the, I won't call him the little brother he was a few years ago John well done you were absolutely outstanding today but as I said to Chris a tremendous team performance a ah, great team performance sure, this is what we've been building on all year and um, look sure, this is what we've been doing we've been working hard get a 60 minute performance and thank God today was the day that we pulled it off uh, it was a great day for a hurling match weather wise but uh, how tough was it down there on the field he took control leading at half time by 17 points a 7 10 point lead you must have been pinching yourselves at half time looking at that oh we were yeah but it wasn't as easy as the scoreline bled out now the, the tackling from the start um, everything was ferocious from St Mullins they're a tough team um, from the very start to the very finish they're working hard it was, it was hard to get scores off look it was just a very tough game uh, it's been a great journey for you I remember coming in here a few years ago and you were 15 playing in a minor match and I think minor was under 18 at the time then it went to 17 and here you are now winning medals for Mount Glenster Rangers playing senior hurling with Carlo so you've had a great journey and you're yeah. a brother to look up to as well but you're still you're still very young yeah sure look this, that's what you're building on when you're when you're 15 years of age you dream of days like today and look I'm very happy now thank God it's a great great team performance from Rangers and hopefully more to come this year ok well listen well done John and uh, continued success and we look forward to seeing you in the Leinster Championship I'm sure you're looking forward to that whenever it is but uh, well done thanks very much yeah, that's John this is Chris of course uh, how many years between the two of you he's um He's 22, a year and a half. A year and a half. Year right. and a half you have another yeah. two coming ahead as well. So and Sean, your daddy was telling me. Yeah, another two coming behind <laughs> us there. We'll probably still be around. We'll surely be still hurling when they're up you know, another couple of years if to make it. Okay, you still with IT Carlo? Still one more year left, yeah. Okay. So we'll have a crack at it's given out this year. Okay, well, listen, I wish you well because everyone's great time for you. Really yeah. done well. Keep up the great work. Keep at it. You're top yeah. class and well done. Appreciate that, Brendan. Thanks Thank very much. Appreciate it. Good man. 
full time on KCL or well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. And you were just listening to Man of the Match from yesterday's JJ Kavanagh and Sons senior Carlo Hurland final there. Chris Nolan and his brother John chatting to Brendan. And our expert analyst at yesterday's game was Terence Kelly. And I'm delighted that Terence is joining me on the line there now. Terence, a really impressive performance by Mountain Leinster Rangers. Absolutely, absolutely, Eddie. Yeah, hugely impressive. And, you know, we're all delighted for him, as I said, 24 points to uh, 16. And. Uh, 23 of the scores coming from play. Now, that's an unusual statistic, you know. But, like, you know, in the whole game, we had 40 scores and there was, there was 34 from play. So it was a very open game. The referee kind of played his part. You know, he let her run. and uh, But a hugely impressive performance, especially, like, in the first half. And looking back on, on Mount Leinster Rangers' season, even before we get into this game, like, they were kind of stop-start a little bit. I know they improved as the championship progressed, but, like, when you and I spoke last week, you were completely sitting on the fence here you were kind of even saying it could be a draw I was saying I thought maybe St Mullins were hitting form at the right time neither of us seen this this type of a win from Mount Leinster Rangers but we knew they're capable of it Yeah well listen two years ago Rangers come up to Carlo and it was just a matter of people kind of had you know kind of built it up to be in a handy game they went home without the cup you know and uh, yesterday you know, St. Martin's are absolutely improving in a few lists they were beaten twice and they won a couple of games but you know Rangers have beaten everybody along and no matter who to beat it was just by down as you know Ballonkillen were terrible today or Bangestown were terrible today but you know Rangers have to get a bit of credit like they were good it's the same as yesterday you know they come out with the blocks flying they come out with the blocks flying and uh, 13 points in the first half from the inside line the two and the Northern Brothers here 10 points Dennis Murphy got 3 points you know, and uh, on three, well, on two very well-known defenders, Gary Bennett and Paul Dyle, inter-company experience for many, many years, and Carl Conley, a young, you know, a young kid on the block. But, you know, they got a baptism of fire. At the half-back line, you know, Michael Weiss, Jared Cody and Paul Dyle, you know, Paul Dyle got the field and scored a couple of points, but they were under huge pressure too from young Tony Lawler, Edward Byrne got four points, and Kevin Mack got a point, and it was the work race of the Rangers, you know, that was so impressive. And around the middle of the field, like, you know, Rangers seemed to win that battle very easily. Paul, uh, Paul Cody had won the games of his life. Now, a huge, huge contribution tonight to the game. Fia Chris Patrick, this chap did his leaving, like, you know, a very short time ago. This is a new kid on the block, this young lad. As I said, very, very mature for his age. and very impressed with this young lad. But, you know, as I said, Sam Mullins set out and uh, looked as if, you know, James Lyle was being forward on Richard Kenny. You know, Richard is left going through a terrible time in life. He had a huge accident the eve of the Leinster final again in 2013, November, and he was sidelined for a long time. His hurling career looked to be over. He has built himself back up, like, you know, he had a shaky enough start in the first couple of games this year, like, but yesterday, all drugs aside, you know, he just had a fantastic game. Now, you know, to play on James Doyle and give James Doyle, you know, he, he you know, he fettered him. Believe it or not, like, you know, he did a very good job on him. You know, James, he got a few balls and he scored a point, but, in general, like that, nobody have done a better job on James Dyle in uh, in the in the domestic hurling scene for the last three years. Just happened out on the day, Richard was just fantastic. And Marty was inside on what was presumed to be one of the old men of the party, like like David Field. And David goes back to being on the team in two thousand five. And uh, they didn't enough ball went to Marty. Marty is a class act. Marty is a class act. Like you know, he mostly got a couple of points from far out because he had to come out, you know, trying to find the ball. And he, he you know he pointed. I think it was five frees. And um, and he got three from play, but you know, all in all, like Rangers come out of the block flying, and 
It wasn't, you know, that same Mullins being thrown up. You know, they weren't let thrown up, it's as simple as that. And it's just just one of the points that you touched on there, like the inside forward line for Mount Leinster Rangers yesterday. You had Chris Nolan, uh, John Nolan, and, um, and Dennis, Murphy. Dennis Murphy inside. They got 15 points from play throughout the game. Like, I did, yeah. The game plan that Mount Leinster Rangers were playing yesterday was it to get good quality ball into that full forward line and let them do the damage? Yeah, well, you know, and when you look down on the field, you know, where we were in the press box, there was huge space on the inside line. But at the other side, two corner forwards, like from St. Mullins, Paddy Bowl and Ocean, like they had been pulled out to give Marty all the space he could, like, and they were feeling. Now, for me looking down, I could see huge problem, you know, maybe if, you know, if a low ball went in quick in, in, into Marty, because he is very, very fast. You know, it kind of backfired on him, you know, to a certain degree. You know, Rangers, they come out with the traps, everybody tackled, everybody, you know, harassed everybody, and uh, if the referee, like, he let a game run, now, there was tackles on both sides that were borderline, but, you know, he let things run, as I said, that there was only, there was only six scores, you know, from place balls, and, uh, you know, as I said, I've been looking at Rangers for a long time, but, look, that first half display from a Ranger perspective was easy on the eye, they were brilliant. And we were talking earlier today, Terence, and it was yeah. something that, that I kind of drew on the minute you said it, was, like, you are watching Mount Leinster Rangers for a long time, and you said it was one of the most complete first-half performances you've seen from Mount Leinster Rangers, definitely yeah. in the last five to ten years. Yeah, well, it's true. Listen, you know, speaking with a few people, like, you know, we're talking last night, we were out half the night, you know, driving us here and there, and uh, it was one of those days that you didn't have to make a substitution if you didn't have us up. You know, everybody put in a big shift. Everybody, you know, as I said, from the young to the old. And, uh, you know, it was a really, really complete performance. And, you know, like, say, one was our Christmas team. Like, say, one was our 27 titles. Like, they have a CV. You know, nobody can equal it. They're a very, very neat outfit. Like, there wasn't a dirty stroke. Like, there were four or five yellow cards. And there were some awkward tackles. But there wasn't a dirty stroke. And, you know... A range of men could turn up at same one's man and he was the first there, you know, to go back and lift him off the ground and vice versa. You know, it was one of those games, there's huge respect for one another. Huge respect, as I said. And, uh, you know, they're the two strongest count- the two strongest clubs in the county for many, many years now. Like, you know, like, like Rangers have won 10 titles since the Wonder First in 2006. You know, that's been 15 of the last 16 county finals. And, uh, you know, for years, like, say, Mullins were the dominant force. And they've won before that in the 80s. In the 90s, you know, they won six on the trot. But, you know, everybody gets their circle. Like, this is a bunch of Rangers players that have, you know, been hitting Crow Park on a few occasions, winning all Ireland, a couple of Leinsters. And a lot of the credit has to go uh, has to go to the Kenny League. I think they won six Kenny League titles. You know, now this is playing junior teams. But, you know, it has improved our hurling so much. And, uh, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for. And then, just, just on the line, like, Conor Phelan is in there now as the as the man be with Mount Leinster Rangers. You know, I remember when he was appointed, I, in my own head I was thinking, this is, you know, it's one of them jobs that you're, it's a real pressure cooker job because you are expected to win the senior county title. It's, it, you know, second place isn't good enough anymore. But he's done a marvellous job and he has them playing a beautiful brand of hurling. Well, he is doing a marvellous job, but listen, he's, like, he, he has followed the man, uh, Brendan Fenley, who has been inspirational also. You know, there's no nonsense, and believe it or not, I don't even know, I don't even know Conor Field. I know the man to see him, but I was never speaking with the man. But, you know, as I said, uh, there have been inspirational managers, but, like, Brendan Fenley has a lot to be, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for, too. He kind of, he kind of drove the passion into these lads, because before that, uh, we had another trainer, like, we had no success for two or three years, and, uh, you know, it just kind of worked out, but we have like a dedicated bunch of young lads that won a lot of underage competitions up along, and uh, 
And, uh, you know, even though now there's some reasonably oldest team, it was nice to see three or four young lads, you know, getting run yesterday. And uh, it was great, like, you know, young... Well, Teddy Jace was injured now. He's not, he's not one of the real youngsters. But young Jack Ryan came in and... And it was nice to see him getting a, you know, sort of like, you know, getting a run. And the young Kieran Cabinet got a run there, and and Darrow Tool got a run. You know, those are young lads like the men of tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Rangers can build on this because the old boys, you know, can't can't keep going forever. But you know, it was a real team performance, and well done to management. And then the ceiling for this team, you know, the Leinster Championship is back on this year. Um, Rapparee Starlights won their first Wexford That's title right, yeah. in 43 years yesterday. Um, now, in fairness to Rapparee Starlights, they're they're always there, thereabouts. I know it's it's a long yeah. time between drinks, but um, my old friend Mossy Mann uh, came on yesterday at centre forward at 41 years of age when you're on about <laughs> different players and, and how long they can go for. But when the Leinster Championship kicks off for Mount Leinster Rangers, you know, what will be. What do you think is an achievable target for this bunch of players now? Well, listen, listen, the sky is the limit. As far as, you know, you never just go to know that we win one match. You take it as it is. Like, when they started in the 2013, like, they went to up to Westmead and they hooked on the post before they got out of the victory. Ali Borden came down then to Carlo and I met a lady that there and she said, you know, Annie, you know, are they going to give us a game? This is what she said to me. You know, it would just come down with that eight Dublin panellists, five players and three of the Dublin bench. On, uh, on the Valley Bowden team. Owl had come up, and the amazing part about when Owl had come up, like, you know, they, they are, well, their colours are black and red also. Yeah. And they came through Ballamurphy and Burris, and they couldn't understand how, you know, how much sport had up here before they realised that Rangers were the same colour. But, you know, uh, on the day, like, Rangers, like, they outhold them, as simple as that, like, you know, and you can just get belief in yourself after a while. Like the beginning of their success was probably beaten Dane's Fort above in Nolan Park in the intermediate hurling in like 2012. You know, with a couple of all stars, Richie Hogan and Paul Murphy on that team, and to go up and beat Kenny and you know, on their own back door, that was impressive. Like, and they have improved ever since. But there's a huge crowd of people involved in that club, a huge crowd of people doing an awful lot of work behind the scene, and the underage structure here is very good also. And, and, and Carlo Hurling itself, you know, this year wasn't as, as, as good a year as, as, as people would have hoped. But after watching all of the senior hurling championships, I mean, the, the season's over now for, for the club side of things, bar Mount Leinster Rangers with their, with their Leinster run yeah. at senior level. You know, is, is there a lot for Carlo people to look forward to after what you've seen over the last number of weeks? Well, so listen, like there's only five clubs, you know, whether uh, you're going up now or not into senior, I'm not sure. But like, the, like the backbone of the team is, you know, is built from those. Actually, the whole team like is built from those five clubs, and there's a few young lads coming through. Like there's there is like there's four or five good chaps coming through, but it's not simple. It's not simple. Like when you're kind of playing in the league, you know, with you know, with teams with fifteen and twenty clubs, it's not simple. But listen, they're a dedicated crowd, and uh, you know, like they're punching above the weight most of the time. But like, you have to be so proud of them. Like you know, they've won a couple of Christa rings with Joe McDonough, and you know they're competing. Like you know with you know, with some of the top teams from time to time, and you know, and and, and you know, and they're doing really well. Yeah, no, it is, and it, like I mean, it's it's only a couple of seasons ago that they, they you know, they had Galway on the ropes as well. I mean, Carlo yeah. Hurland is, it's 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 definitely going in the right direction. Um, the last question I would ask you there, you know, and I, I know Mount Leinster Rangers, you know, the, the, the winners deserve all the credit and everything else, but you know, it, you have to give huge credit to Marty Cavanagh for the, the the miraculous way he's managed to come back and, and and draw himself back into this championship after suffering an injury kind of setback only only a matter of months ago that should be putting you out for the year. Well, listen, Marty Cavanagh and Chris Nolan are both the Ronaldo 
and Messi of Carlo Hurland at the present time. As in the soccer, people are undecided who are the tops. Like, they are two huge examples. There are examples like the people that look up, like Chris Nolan is 23, Marty Cavanaugh is 27 there last Wednesday. You know? And, uh, like, those are two inspiration characters in Carlo Hurling. And, you know, like, the youngsters there carrying their flags on both sets of clubs, like, they look up to those lads, and, you know, those are, like, those are massive, massive. Their household names. Like, James Bay would be very little behind. Now, yesterday's game for James probably wasn't as good, but, you know, as I said, like, you have to look up the like to those. Like, you know, Marty Cabinet's after having, like, a difficult time. Like, Dennis, Dennis Murphy, corner forward, he's after having three cruciate ligament operations. You know, like, and to keep coming back. Richard Kelly, the wing back yesterday, who had an inspiration in the game. Richard was in a massive car accident the night before uh, the Leicester final. He's been struggling since, was with the Intercounty Panel all last year, never got a game. He had, now, he has his own gym. He's a fitness fanatic, so he is. And it's just so nice to see that chap, you know, get the break, you know, a break in life yesterday. I was so happy for the chap, like, you know. And, uh, you know, like, you need those characters. Like, Marty, of course, is a massive player, so he is he's a massive player, as is Chris. And, you know, like, there's a lot of good players there. Terence, on that note, I will thank you for keeping us well informed on Monday nights as to what was going on. And, of course, yourself and Brendan for calling all those senior uh, hurling championship matches for us. Uh, thanks a million for taking the call again this evening. Not at all, lady. Thanks. Anytime, Melly. Thank you. That's brilliant. That is, of course, our own Terence Kelly, who was analyst yesterday on that game, and he was obviously very happy with it. From everybody in KCLR, we'd like to give our commiserations to St Mullins, who were very, very good, it must be said, in that final. But well done to Conor Phelan and all his charges at Mount Leinster Rangers on yesterday's absolutely brilliant performance. The first half performance in particular, if you want to listen back to it, you'll get it on the scoreline.ie. It was live on TG Carr as well yesterday, but I'd say any team that's going to come up against Mount, Le- Mount Leinster Rangers in a, in a senior Leinster championship is going to have to have their work uh, done and done well or they're going to be in for serious bother. They were fantastic yesterday and congratulations to everybody involved with Mount Leinster Rangers on another senior hurling title. We're going to take a quick ad break there. Full time on KCL or thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartsskoda.ie. And you're very welcome back to full time on KCLR and we're going to switch all our attention now to Senior Hurling in Kilkenny and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by my great friend Robbie Dowling. Robbie, good evening. Good evening Eddie, how are you? I'm very good, thanks Robbie. Robbie, I'm going to just go through the, the Senior Hurling results first and foremost and you can pick the games and we can have a, a good chew of the fat here as well. I, I didn't get to see your predictions this week but I'm sure you got most wrong. I'll give the results first anyway. As always. I'll give the results first. So, Tullerone, two goals and 12 points. Ballahale, Shamrocks, two goals and 30 points. Clara, 28 points. Greg, Ballycallan, one goal and 16 points. Village, 12 points. Liz Downey, 12 points. And Dixborough, one goal and 14 points. O'Loughlin Gales, two goals and 17 points. Robbie, where do we draw our attention to first? I think the game that stood out to me, um, obviously there was the eye catches for Ballyhale Shamrock uh, defeating Tullerone by 18 points, but the one for me was uh, Liz Downey's draw with the village, Eddie. I thought um, that was a really, really solid result for them, a good performance as well. They've been really good. I saw them uh, in their first round tie against Tullerone where they got a draw as well at UPMC Nolan Park in the opening round. You just thought, these are a really well-driven side. They get the ball in nice and quick into their full forward line. The likes of Conor O'Carroll, Brian Cavanagh cause serious problems. And I think um, they've been high-scoring enough, you know, in their first two games. Disappointing to see the Venice Bridge in the middle of the game. But um, yesterday's game was a bit more of a low-scoring affair between the two sides. But that was a really good result when you consider the village. 
get a comfortable win against Rowanus League in the first round, of course, and then their biggest result of the league campaign when it came against Bonnie Hill Sermoff last season when they defeated the county champion. So I think from the Downey's point of view, it's been a really good um despite obviously they haven't got a win, so this might sound a bit counterintuitive, but it's been a really good campaign for them so far and I think um they would have been a maybe a bit worried with their fixtures that they could have got some defeats here and there maybe would have been worried that the village would be far too powerful too much experience for them at the weekend but they held their own and unlucky again like the Tullerone game maybe not to come away from a win by all accounts but um, a solid result and I think that was probably the one that stood out to me um, across the weekend and I think it just goes to show how tight really the the, um, the championship is in Kilkenny you know I think it's been kind of spoken about down through the years that any team can be anyone at any stage and that's just proven to be the case again is Downey coming into it not in the greatest form but you know solid enough foundation built to draw with Tullerone lost to Venice Britain but the village were two wins consecutive you're thinking we're just going to stroll to victory but that wasn't the case at all so um, yeah that was one that stood out to me definitely and I think both sides there in fairness probably the village's worst result of the season so far is Downey's best but both sides are in good shape heading into the championship I think Yeah just, just on that game um Robbie, I, I don't know if you got to speak to anybody that was actually at the match, but I was I was in Nolan Park at the O'Loughlin Gales Dixborough match, and I got an updated score, and it was twelve points to eleven, and it was about I don't know ten, eleven minutes to go, and then it, when we seen the twelve points each at full time, uh, both myself and, and Michael assumed it was an incorrect result. We called it out, but we weren't sure. We went checking and we went checking again, yeah. but th- it seems to have been there was a. A long period of time with no scores from either side. Did did anyone give you any feedback from the game? Or yeah, I was talking to someone that was at the game. I think it was, there was it seemed soon addition. I think the final thirteen minutes of that game had no score at all. Actually, Eddie. So when you were saying there was about ten minutes left um, in normal time, it was twelve points to eleven. There was one more score then, maybe quite soon after that, and there was nothing in the last uh, close to fifteen minutes. So it just goes to show how tight the game that was. Very. Um, I think you were obviously you were commentating on the game yesterday. You said it was kind of scrappy and not suit the forwards. I think likewise in this game, uh, it just did not just suit the forwards at all. The backs for both sides dominated. Um, a lot of frees going over the bar. Um, Aidan Hallett from the Downey, obviously. Um, Gil Foyle from the Village, who we spoke about last week, such an after a free taker. And I think um, that was probably the story of the game. A lot of frees going over. Not much for the forwards from play of either side. Um, it was a strange encounter. You look at the score, it's almost more akin to a football score than a hurling score. You'd be expecting a lot more um, goal opportunities and goals scored and obviously a lot more points as well, like we see across the board usually. Um, but that wasn't the case. I think it was two evenly matched sides that are strong in defence. They have been strong in defence throughout the course of the league campaign and the village was very good last weekend. I think Derek McCordy held Colin Fenley scoreless, which is uh, an incredible feat. Not many fullbacks will do that or have done that in, in the past in Kenny Hurland. So it just goes to show that they have a really solid foundation back there. Likewise, the only, I think, <coughs> Kieran O'Carroll, a fullback, Larry Camping came in at cornerback, uh, really solid there. He, he's a good man marker at cornerback, and Gillian Jordan as well as the other corner. Just gives them that solid foundation that you need, I think, especially when maybe they wouldn't have the quality that the village would have, the likes of Tybo, the Warrior, Gilfoy, like I've spoken about. We even seen Kenny just bring a lot of vibrancy and youth through that forward line along with the experience Matthew and Mikey Drennan and Matthew McAway as well so it was a good result for Liz Downey I think there wasn't obviously a lot of scores a bit of a strange game like you say yourself um, no scores in the last 15 minutes or so but um, like I say I think I think Liz Downey are coming into the championship now just a bit of a head of steam they've built up some good form and um, I don't think any team will want to play against them but I do wonder maybe if that lack of experience at this grade will, will catch up with them eventually 
They've been in two tight affairs, three tight affairs, because they only lost to Benefit by three points. And they haven't managed to come out on top despite the three draws in, in any of those games. So you would maybe worry there that there is a lack of experience for Niall to go over the line. But um, in the league, certainly, I've been quite impressed with them. And the village, I think, are one obvious, not the main contender for Ballyhale as well. And that, that draw yesterday will leave the village waiting on the result of next week's deferred game between... Yes. Bennett's Bridge and Roar Inishtig. Obviously, Bennett's Bridge, if they win, will be in a league final and put Bennett's Bridge into the Shield final. So we may await and see what happens in that. Uh, switching our attention to the Ballyhale Shamrocks Tullerone game. I, I, I'd spoken to some of the Ballyhale players today. I just, you know, to see, you know, wh- where did this come from? The general consensus was they, they played better today, or yesterday, I should say, or, but but not, they weren't in any way wonderful. They felt that there was a lot more in it, but two goals and 30 points in, in, in 60 minutes of club hurling is, is a phenomenal score. Yeah, it's incredible score. But even if you look at their defeat, they got 118 against the village, which is quite low scoring for Ballyhale. Not low scoring for many other teams, but for Ballyhale it is. And against Brennan's Bridge as well, they scored 6-11. So it wasn't too far off yesterday against Tullerone. Um, probably not as, as good an opposition as the village or or Bennett's Bridge would have been, so that was maybe a reason for a bit more scores going on the board. But they just have, I've spoken about the last couple of weeks with you now, Eddie, and spoken to with Shane on scoring at the weekend. Their firepower um, is just unparalleled across the board. It, it probably in club hurling in Ireland, let alone in Kilkenny. I just, you look at the forward, Adrian Mullen, TJ Colin Fenley, Owen Coley, these are some of the best forwards that arguably the game has ever seen, let alone in Kilkenny as well. So I just think, when they get going, like they did yesterday, clearly a bit raw, a bit wounded from their last two defeats. They were obviously upward, didn't want to go holding campaign, whitewashed with three defeats from three, and um, they just they just went to town basically on their own. I think they were went a lot more ahead than the, the final score actually showed um, in the first half. They scored about, I think it was 226 points ahead at one stage, or something along those lines, which just goes to show they came out of the blocks really quick. Obviously, some words have been said down there. I think they wouldn't have been happy it's coming up against two tough teams in Bennett's Bridge in the village but they wouldn't have been happy that both those sides um, managed to defeat them they are the champions at the end of the day and clearly um, there was, they were wounded like I said and I just think they came out and just turned around just couldn't manage them and there's not any team I think really in the country um, that can manage the Valley Hill side over the last decade or so it's just remarkable I love watching them they're the best club side um, that we've ever seen uh, I think certainly the best club side that Kenny has ever seen and that uh, if they hit form come championship time, which they usually do, they usually know when to peak. Uh, they're utterly unstoppable, I have to say. I think, yes, there are teams there that maybe could give them some trouble, and I think there will be a championship game. There usually is along the line as it goes on when they get to county semi-finals and finals that provides a bit of a challenge for them where you think maybe they're going to get knocked out here. You think of Comer a couple of years ago, the village last year should be defeated them maybe in the semis, but they always seem to get over the line, and they're certainly red hot favourites for me still, despite what they would what they would consider a disappointing league campaign. Um, for Tullerone, look, I think it was just one you right off. They had a solid league campaign, a draw with Lisdowney on the opening day, good win last weekend against the Rowan's League, and I think they'll just look at that game yesterday saying they were playing against just an unstoppable force at Valley Hill Shamrock. So um, for both sides, I think they're going into the championship as well, maybe in not great form, but a bit under the radar. So it um, be interesting to see how their championship campaign pans out.
Yeah, no, I'd have uh, every confidence that Tullerone will, will kick on from this. It was important to note as well, Adrian Mullen didn't play yesterday for uh, Shamrock's Ballyhale. He he had an injury. I don't know how serious the injury is, but he was definitely unavailable yesterday. Just talking to the, the, the players and talking to different people as well. This is the, the real stars on show were uh, Owen Cody apparently put in a massive shift and Richie Reid put in a, a huge shift as well. But uh, And Joey Holden as well. But like, you know, you know, we could talk about Ballyhale Shamrocks for the next two and a half hours and, and, and yeah. still not get to the end of the, the, the riches that they have they're, they're a team that's, that's as you've rightly said have, have given us serious entertainment over the last couple of years uh, over the last 10, 10 or 12 years but and it looks like they're going on again but I don't think any of us realistically thought they'd gone away with them two defeats Robbie so we'll, we'll skip away to the Clara Greg Bally Callan game Clara are after booking themselves a league final here with a big win against Greg Bally Callan 28 points to 116 yeah, I think Clara have had the best league campaign of them all, obviously. Um, I would say that they're undefeated, two wins in a draw, but I mean, they were so comfortable against Mullinavat, so comfortable again yesterday, and had probably such a defeated Dixborough, really. Dixborough came back into a late to salvage the draw there, but they were the better side against the Borough, and I just think you look at their game. You might say on paper, you could argue they had the easiest games of the loss, and particularly when you see Dixborough, how poor they were yesterday. You would know more than me, Eddie, obviously commentating on the game, but I think Dixborough would have been very well, dreadful by all accounts yesterday. Not much quality there. Um, but Clara, um, yeah, like I said, I think they are they're probably the biggest threat, I think. Well, maybe the village and Bennett Sprint would count themselves as the biggest threat to Ballyhale, but Clara, historically, have just always been a thorn in Ballyhale's side, I think. Again, I was talking to Shane about it on scoreline yesterday. I don't think they had, they'd, they'd have Ballyhale's number, but they certainly know what it takes to beat Ballyhale. They're 2013 county champions, 2015 county champions, and this was in the midst of Valley Hill's dominance as well when they won these county charges. So, you know what it takes to win to have players in there that were experienced like Lester Ryan, Liam Ryan, um, Paul Cody, Chris Bulger. They've been around the block, they know what it takes. And then you add to that, youthful energy, Martin O'Connell, um, Sean O'Shea, you know, Tim Keogh. They, they've got a lot of um, things going for them. And they're not a team full of stars unlike Valley Hill. Valley Hill have a lot of players that um, really catch the eye, you want to see how they're getting on. Whereas with Clara, it's more of a collective effort, a team effort. And I think that suits them. Um, I just do wonder maybe when, when it comes. I think they'll make, certainly make the semi final, if not the final, depending on the draw. But um, if, if when, it, when it comes to the crunch, do they have maybe that star player that, you know, I, I know I was celebrating their collectiveness a minute ago, but you do sometimes need someone like a TJ to pop something out of nowhere to win your game. And maybe Clara lacking that, but I think. Um, they're really, really going well at the moment. Uh, just a very comfortable win against Bally Candy, who have been um, disappointing in the league campaign. One draw against Comer last weekend. Um, lost all Auckland and gone parts when he won 18 to 18 points in the opening round. And then obviously yesterday were limped, really. You know, limping their defeat to Clara. So they'll have to um, reassess and um, get ready for championship as well. But it's just, it's, it's just been really entertaining to the fixtures, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of teams that have shown that they're going to be contenders, they're going to challenge for the county championships. Other teams are showing that maybe they're going to be threatened by relegation. And um, the table never lies, really. And I think you look at a Clara sitting on top, Bally Callan on bottom, and I think that's rightfully so. Um, looking at yesterday's score, I think 28 points to 116 is a comfortable margin in Co Hurling. Um, so I do, I do think Clara are, up there, are going to be up there and going to be challenging for a come to crunch. And then switching to the last game, I was lucky enough to be in Nolan Park to see this for myself between Dixborough and O'Loughlin Gales. I think you might have been a little bit harsh on Dixborough saying they were dreadful yesterday. I can I can honestly tell you, watching the game until the last ten minutes, I would have told you that Dixborough yeah. were going to win. Um, 
Like in fairness to Dixborough, they're playing a lovely fluid brand of hurling. They're moving the ball well. It was just that last pass that wasn't sticking for them, and it will stick in a game. And I know yesterday Dixborough will be licking their wounds after that defeat. There was five changes to the starting team before it all kind of enforced through injuries and whatnot. I. I, I, I tell you, I wouldn't be writing off Dixborough just yet. They've a very experienced manager in Paddy Fanning, and they've a big, big squad of players. But, but yesterday, as you said, they, they, they would be very disappointed with the defeat to a Lachlan Gales, who, in their own right, were very, very good. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, you would have um, more information. I suppose I was being, I was being way over the top with calling them dreadful yesterday. I just have high expectations of Dixborough. I think um, I know I've mentioned Bennett's Bridge in the village in Clara, but I think Dixborough would really be expecting to. Um, be the main contenders to to Ballyhill when you consider that they lost the county championship final last year. That was a disappointing defeat for them at the time, but they were certainly the second best team in the county last year, which is no mean feat in Kilkenny when Ballyhill are floating around as a lost round team. So I just think they'd be disappointed in the manner of their defeat yesterday, particularly when you consider I think they were a goal up heading into that final quarter already. All of them had never taken the lead at all. They were always chasing the bird, just managing to stay in the game. Um, you know, one thirteen to thirteen points ahead, and the whole thing swung. They just got one point in those that final fifteen minutes to Lachlan's two four, and that was a win and losing of the game. And I think ultimately, if you want to go on and win county championships, you can't play for three quarters. You got to play for the whole game, and this word didn't manage to do that yesterday. And that was no Lachlan's side coming off the back of a you know a disappointing defeat against Mullaghan in the second game. They, they've had um, quite easy fixtures in the first few games, as are the two. Um, Two, two sides that would be considered the weakest in that group would have been Mullinavak and Ballycallan um, before a ball had been thrown in. I think they had obviously got the win against Ballycallan, limped to a victory by all accounts, 180-18 points. Ballycallan were the better team for large spells of that game. And then they were very disappointed last week in the defeat to Mullinavak. So I would have had that this were down as heavy favourites to win yesterday, but they never seemed to manage to pull away even though they were the better side. For a lot of it, and ultimately a lot of us came back into it. Two Jack Nolan goals proved key for them um, that was a big win for them I think just to lay down a marker because I, I do think those are their two sides that expect not unless in a county championship really are starting to be challenged for it so um, it was just disappointing to see this for I mean obviously I was being a bit too harsh calling them dreadful I think but um, they're going to have to improve if they want to go on and really progress in this championship because they have serious talent there I think you were, you were saying it with Michael yesterday on commentary the likes of Lee Moore Chase Staples and um, Mark Nolan and Bill Sheen as well that full forward line is good you're going to get really in, in Kenny Hurland you know they've, they've got a great mixture of kind of strength speed and speed in there so um, they have they have all the kind of material to go on and really progress in the championship but they, they have to put it together for a full performance uh, they were disappointed against Clare they started to draw at the end like I was ta- saying earlier but they were they were really not the, the better team and that Clara should have went on and won that game uh, the Borough came back into it right at the end to, to get that point but um yeah, just, just from the Borough's point of view, I think it's been, arguably, you could argue, maybe one, a disappointing league campaign. You know, the best former who will be considered a weak enough side um, in comparison to other teams in the senior rank. And then the, the, the draw against Clara wasn't too impressive, like I said. And then yesterday, just the way it ended, I think, such a poor final quarter. That's ultimately where, where close games are won, and they didn't show up. Well, Lockton's did. Big win for Lockton's, and it'll be interesting to see um, how both sides championship pans out. Yeah, I, I, I definitely kind of got the feeling that O'Loughlin's needed that win more yesterday than, than Dixborough. And yeah. what I would say, you know, anyone that was at the game was treated to Hugh Lawler give a, an exhibition in the half-back line. Connor Heary moved from wing forward into wing back and it was a master move when he moved back there. He was he was 
exceptional really Mark Bergen as always was you know he was he was nippy and around yeah. and Ono Shea came into the game late on as in he kind of got himself going he was there he got a couple of points in that last quarter and I just think you know in fairness to Lachlan Gales they have a lot of class players and then Paddy Deegan a full forward um, you know you know he's he's a handful because he's such a a big class act and he's a he's a big unit as well when they get the ball into him you know you could argue that he might be better placed back to field but that's that's a very easy argument for a hurler sitting on the ditch to say that one of the best defenders in the country would be better back, better in the backs but it's 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 something they're trying to work with and I can see I can see Murad and what they're doing if he's going to win that ball and lay it off quick I think that could be a masterstroke by by Andy Comerford and we'll know later in the championship uh, before I let you go I'm going to take a quick ad break and I just want to have a quick chat with you about the likelihood of next week's games is that okay? Yep perfect. we're going to take a quick ad break right there and we'll look at next week's games in about two minutes right Robbie we've about two and a half minutes to work this out and, and, and try and give ourselves and the listeners some idea what's happening first and foremost which was confirmed to me again yesterday is first in each group first in group A will be playing first in group B in the league championship final at the moment that looks like Possibly Clara versus Bennett's Bridge, assuming the results yeah, go I that way. So. Yeah, I think Bennett's Bridge will be too strong for Ornesty, and we're looking at a Clara Bennett's Bridge uh, league final. But look, uh, anything can happen, like we say, in the, in, but I do think Bennett's Bridge will be too strong. Uh, other than that, it will be a Clara and James Stevens, but I do think it will be Bennett's Bridge and Clara ultimately. So then that then leaves us with the, the Shield final, which will put these. Two, four teams kind of straight up into quarterfinals at that stage too and at the moment it's looking like it could be O'Loughlin Gales um, coming if, if Mulnavat it's, it's depending on the Mulnavat Aaron's own game it's going to be either Mulnavat or O'Loughlin Gales in the Shield final playing against the Village Yeah that's what it looks like um, I do it'll obviously be dependent on scores if Mulnavat win that uh, but they, they got they got their score difference took a bit of a thump in the first round game against Clara so I do think O'Loughlin might just have the edge there and uh, depending on how much the defeat hands on by obviously a defeat a, a victory there isn't guaranteed far from guaranteed but Monday that there's all two tight teams so I do think it'll be in O'Loughlin's and Village uh, she'll find as well in the town derby that's what I have marked in myself on the card the other four teams will all play each other then and that will deem into relegation so you've got third playing sixth and in both groups, so third and sixth, third yeah. and sixth, and fourth and fifth, and fourth and fifth. Right now, you know, Robbie, who would be the two teams that you'd be most worried for coming from each group that you'd be kind of looking at saying, these are the two that are going to have to get their houses in order very quickly? The two teams I'd be most worried from, I think in Group A, I'd have two teams actually, Aaron Zone and Bally Callan. I think I would have had one of that at the start, but they're winning over a lot. It was very impressive. Aaron Zone and Bally Callan haven't managed to actually get a victory yet, which is just not what you want heading into a relegation game. So I think for the two of them, they'll they'll be worrying. I think if I don't get that victory next weekend against Mullinavat, pushes them up a bit ahead of Mullinavat, but they'll be worried from Group B. Rowan Steve stand out, Eddie. I think, you know, there's five strong teams in there, down each other, Rowan, Venice Bridge, uh, the Village and Valley Hill, but Rowan Steve are really struggling, and I think obviously they've got their refixture game against the Venice Bridge. I expect a defeat there for them, unfortunately, which would be three defeats and three. I think you're looking at it across the two groups, you have to put them down as favourites to relegate at the moment, which is unfortunate, but look, a lot of things can happen, particularly once you start getting into relegation, semi-finals and finals, I think you're going to see um, some strange things happening over the years where teams have come out, they haven't won any of their group games, they lose a relegation semi-final and they manage to stay up in the finals. So 
anything could happen and a lot to look forward to in the coming weekend. Robbie, the only positive roar in HD can take out of the last two minutes of a conversation with you was you predicting their relegation and we know how poor you are at your <laughs> They're predictions. They're definitely staying up there, <laughs> Robbie, as always, thanks a million for taking my call. Thanks very much, Eddie. Cheers. That is, of course, Robbie Dowling there just bringing us through all the St. Canis' Credit Union Senior Hurling League games. Next weekend, we will have the refixtures of the two games that were postponed this weekend due to bereavements uh, and our sympathies to all involved in, in them bereavements there. And obviously, we'll have a full programme of intermediate and junior games as well to look forward to in Kilkenny. And just that re- leaves me at the end of tonight's show. Just another quick congratulations to Mount Leinster Rangers on their big win yesterday in the Senior Hurling Final in Carlow. And well done to the Starlight Rapparees and Anascorti on a big win in the Wexford County Final. That's all for this week's Full Time with myself, Eddie Scally. Thanks so much to Owen Carey for keeping me in check.